Hi, I'm Anna Stockstad from University of Minnesota Extension. And I'm Dave Noli from the Minnesota Logger Education Program. In today's podcast episode, we'll be talking about how to handle spills and emergencies on a harvest site. Joining us today are some folks from the Southeast. Can you go ahead and introduce yourselves? Seth Johnson, Johnson Logging. Uh, Rob Swiskey, Hawkeye Forest Products. Thanks so much for joining us today. So we know that it's important to be prepared for any spills or emergencies on a harvest site. State law requires that any spills on a harvest site need to be cleaned up immediately to limit water pollution. So the guidelines say that we need to have spill kits on site, but what should be included in a spill kit and how many should you have on a site? Well, what our guys try and try and have on the, in their pickup or on site with them is uh, uh, they can get everything in a five gallon pail pretty much. We've got to have towels, some type of material that'll soak up uh, a significant amount of, of uh, hydraulic oil or diesel fuel would be the two types of spills that, that we would be concerned about. Uh, we've got to have something to uh, plastic or something to somewhat dam it up if we need to, if it's uh, if it occurs on a on a slope site where it can run off. That's our major concern. We want to we have slopes down here up to about 35 percent. So we've got to be able to blow a hydraulic. If they blow a hydraulic line or rip a fuel line open, they've got to be able to uh, eliminate that 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 liquid or contain that liquid as soon as possible so um, that's my main concern anyway is to to have something in that kit that that will uh, prevent that from happening plastic uh, a lot of times we'll use a plastic uh, a roll of plastic that can be folded out and dug into the soil to prevent and then soak stuff up uh, a small first aid kit I like the guys to have in there um a small fire extinguisher for any problems that they might have uh on the equipment while this is going on but basically that's what we'd like to have the guys have in their on, on their possession on site it may not be everything that's required but i feel that those are the most important things to contain any type of spill that we have uh, and if there's any soil there that needs to be excavated and taken off the site, um, if they can't get it in that five-gallon pail, then we have to go get more. So you said five-gallon. I think there's a magic number in five-gallon too, right? That's if there's a if there's a spill greater than five-gallon, what do we what do we do then? Have to contact the state and report it. So we know. Um, uh, we know our guys are prepared. We have spill kits. I uh, actually have one uh, up here in the front of the room for uh, uh, for for an example piece. That's just one piece of uh, spills in this module in the in the FMG training. And then there's the end emergencies. And the guys here were joined by uh, another half dozen or so folks this morning for their CPR and first aid training. Uh, what else do you do you do to be prepared in the event of an emergency? Uh, try to take down the information of where you're at and uh, have the location of the nearest hospital closest by in case it's needed. So we know that we want to we, we want to avoid them, but sometimes they're simply not 
avoidable that there that there may be an incident so that we uh, we have the proper response time and can get folks uh, to the care that they need. So we uh, we covered this here today that we had CPR and first aid training, uh, and that's uh, that training is the same throughout the state and probably the same uh, throughout the country for for people in the industry to ensure that uh, that they have CPR and first aid. And we know that the that spill situations might be handled a little bit differently than the Southeast than uh, the bulk of our listeners to our podcast series might encounter when they're uh, when they're harvesting up north. Are there any other things that are important to consider when you're trying to be prepared for an emergency on a harvest site? Uh, do you have to wear PPE? Is that required or how else are you prepared for emergencies? Oh uh, yeah, we have the uh, standard OSHA training for wearing uh, hard hat, eye protection, ear protection, and then uh, you could either wear like chainsaw pants or safety uh, chainsaw chaps, steel toed boots, steel toe boots, cut resistance if possible, but that's not always possible. So we know statewide uh, again in the north very highly mechanized, but you guys are much more on the ground down here. So have a, a different component of, of safety when you're on the ground with the chainsaw wearing the proper PPE. Yeah, 99.9% .9 of our harvest is all hand cut and cable pulled material. There are a few harvesters that, that work in the area, but but they're very limited because of the steep slopes where they can run. And the selective nature of the cut. Yes. Yeah, it's definitely really important to be prepared when you guys are operating on those steep slopes and mainly harvesting by hand as well. And so you never know when something's gonna happen. So being aware about how to be prepared for an emergency or any spills on a harvest site is super important. And with that, that's pretty much all the time we have for this podcast episode today. Thank you both for joining us and sharing your perspectives on how to prepare for emergencies and spills on a harvest site. And for our listeners, stay tuned for our next episode where we'll keep talking about regulations that you should be aware of during timber harvesting planning and operations. And as always, keep an eye out for updates related to our in-person FMG field training workshops. Thanks so much for joining us today.